It's August 30th, 2020. The last State of the Company podcast went out in December. I went over some of the exciting initiatives we were working on and ominously stated that 2020 would not be a walk in the park. Little did I know. The last podcast from our Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Sean Canone, went out at the beginning of March and centered around this new virus that was beginning to aggressively spread around the world, known as COVID-19 or the coronavirus, something we're all too familiar with now. Oh, how things have changed since those last two podcasts. For this one, I'm going to take a step back and discuss not just the state of MPAC, but also the state of the country in light of COVID-19 and the Black Lives Matter movement. Let's begin with the state of the country. The ongoing global pandemic has dominated every aspect of life for nearly everyone on the planet. Very few people have remained unaffected in some way. As of this podcast, 25 million people have been confirmed infected and nearly 850,000 have died from the virus. Economies and industries are collapsing, including in the US, and millions of people are losing their jobs. Over 30 million Americans are collecting unemployment benefits right now. In the US, the pandemic and economic fallout specifically, which have clearly been exacerbated by a lack of leadership and a coordinated national effort are disproportionately affecting our black and brown sisters and brothers. In my city of Chicago, African-Americans make up 30% of the population but 68% of the COVID-related deaths. The reasons are longstanding and systemic. Lack of access to quality education, employment opportunities, and healthcare, with discrimination at its core, are the foundation of these inequities. Many within our impact family, and certainly many of the patients we are entrusted to care for, have dealt with these issues their entire lives. Instances of police brutality, abuse of power, and murder, again, disproportionately affecting our black and brown sisters and brothers that are being captured on video more and more, making it impossible for us to continue to ignore an issue many of us have had the luxury of not needing to or wanting to think about. My best friend happens to be a 20-year veteran of the Illinois State Police. He's the kind of person you want serving and protecting. And while many of the men and women who are sworn in and given a badge and a gun are just like him, too many are not. The fundamental structure of policing must be addressed until every last one of us feels and believes we all have the same rights and we'll all be treated the same way. Now, as it relates to MPAC, 2020 started off as the best year in our over six year history. We were making significant breakthroughs in many areas of the company. As we saw all the hard work from 2019 begin to bear fruit. And then the world and our lives were flipped upside down. Our only focus for the last six months has been to keep our providers safe and keep our patients cared for. Sounds easy enough, but you all know better than me how difficult that really is. What we thought would be a three-month bump in the road has turned into an open-ended, ongoing crisis with no real end in sight. Being in crisis mode, managing personal and professional stress, 
for extended periods of time is exhausting. I'm incredibly proud of the work that's been done by everyone at MPAC, and I often feel guilty that I personally am not doing enough. But the reality of the situation is that this issue isn't over yet. We must continue our efforts in keeping our providers safe, both physically and financially, and our patients cared for. There's been a lot of work going on in the background in upgrading our telehealth program that would aid in these goals by extending our care models to reach more patients during more times and providing the ability to provide remote care. In the meantime, I ask that you all continue to do what you've been doing and as importantly, take some time for yourself. The situation we find ourselves is in fact unprecedented and highly stressful. To wrap up, I wanna readdress the systemic inequalities that have always existed, but are now in the spotlight and share with you what we are all doing, whether you know it or not, to address this through MPAC and our work. This was not our initial focus when MPAC was started, but very much became one once we got more educated about how our healthcare system works, and more importantly, doesn't work. Had we simply done the easy thing and followed where we could make the most money, which is how our healthcare system and so many other aspects of our lives are structured, we would only be seeing patients who historically have had access to excellent care, were generally healthier, and need a lot less from us. What we chose to do instead is to do the right thing, even though it meant going against the grain and flying in the face of the quote unquote easy path. Our approach, which really is common sense and humane, is to treat everyone the same, provide the same high quality level of care to everyone who needs it. It also meant establishing a pay structure that rewarded that approach. Unlike other organizations, we don't just treat patients with quote unquote good insurance. and We don't pay our providers based on the profit generated from each of those encounters. That approach would perpetuate the inequities that exist in healthcare. We do this by applying our impact dollars to everything we do and putting everyone on equal ground and removing the skewed financial lens from the equation. Now, is this optimal? No. Is it perfect? Not by any stretch of the imagination, but is it a move in the right direction and better than waiting on our elected officials to eventually agree that healthcare is a right and not a privilege? Yes, we believe so. So we don't penalize our patients for not having the perfect insurance and we don't penalize our providers for caring for those patients in particular. But that means that we need to figure out ways to be very efficient and look at other areas to add value and improve our financial performance. Otherwise we can't survive and then nobody gets care and nobody would have a job at MPAC. This approach also drives our hiring process. I invite you to visit our website where we proudly have everyone in the impact family listed and displayed. You'll see that equality is in our DNA. We can all be proud of the diverse organization we've built. 2020 has been unlike any year any of us have ever experienced. But I believe we will get through this. We will get through it together. 
and together we will continue to drive the much needed change. In closing, I want to address our stance on the social issues that are finally being talked about. At the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement, I was really struggling with putting out the right statement and saying all the right things. I chose to share a powerful statement that Michael Jordan put out, somebody who historically has been very apolitical. And just this morning, I read an article about a New Orleans chef named Nina Compton. Compton is a black woman who grew up in the Caribbean island of St. Lucia. In that article, Nina warned of rushing to put out a statement and becoming a temporary ally to the movement. Instead, she asked that we look at our actions, look at our payroll, in our case, look at our patients. This is our statement that Black Lives Matter and MPAC is a diverse organization that refuses to perpetuate inequities in care and pay and an opportunity. So that is our statement. Thank you all for the work that you do, especially this year. I'm Tim Martinez. Thanks for listening.